Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. So today we are going to talk about immigration. It's a contentious topic, I think, in every country. Definitely, particularly in the U.S. as of late, as well as in Chile. So, remember, if you get lost, go online, check out that transcript and vocabulary guide. So, Ian, I think we have to address the elephant in the room, building the wall. Talk me through that a little bit. Building the wall, yeah. <laughs> something you've been talking about for years. Um, it's, it's always been this big problem between immigration, between the United States and most of the Central American countries, in particular Mexico. So there's always this talk among politicians and people in general who just say, too many immigrants coming in illegally, they're taking our jobs, we need to have a better screening process, we need to build a wall to keep them out. And this is something we've heard a lot recently with the, with the Trump administration in particular. And so it's, it's become a hot topic again to talk about. But, you know, you have people that say, you know, a wall isn't going to do anything to help. Some people say it's going to help. Again, it's one of the endless arguments that we see across the political spectrum. It's super interesting how this fight, I guess, has gone back and forth. Like, I remember during Trump's election, before he was elected, he was like, okay, we're going to build this wall, and Mexico's going to pay for it. And Mexico's like, we're not paying for this. And he's like, okay, they're not going to pay for it. (laughs) And then uh, it ended up leading to a federal shutdown. Like, our government shut down because Trump was like, we're we're going to have to pay this amount of money for the wall. And the government was like, no, we're not. And I remember also during the discussion, the funniest proposal he had was he wanted to be environmentally friendly. So he wanted the wall to be made of solar panels, but you know how solar panels work. It's not really an effective wall if it's going to be horizontal. Right, pretty easy, <laughs> pretty easy to get over that wall, I think, yeah. I think it's frustrating for a lot of people too because we have so many problems um, in the United States that need to be solved and people are arguing about putting up a wall when there are many, many other bigger fish to fry compared to you know, building a wall that really there's no there's no research or evidence that shows it's going to even work or help. So it's kind of like a shouting contest between politicians. You know, you want your team to win, so you push your your team's policy, whether it's the right thing to do or not. I think in the U.S., the ongoing battle is just you have you know one party who wants more open immigration, right? And then the other party that frankly doesn't want any immigration. So I think the common ground that most people say is that they want it to be legal, right? I think everyone wants everyone in the country to have like the correct papers and the visas. It's just a matter of, I guess, how easy that process is and how difficult it will be. But I think in the U.S. it's such an interesting topic because unlike most other countries, the U.S. is a country of immigrants. Everyone in the U.S. is an immigrant besides Native Americans. 
which is such a small amount of our population. Right. So it's it's a little ridiculous when you have people saying, well, let's keep out immigrants. We need to stay American. Keep us as the United States when look, you know, if your if your grandparents, if your family weren't weren't born on the continent as natives, you are an immigrant. So it's a really interesting discussion to have these people saying, no, we have to keep these people out when really they and we are those people also. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of something that has been lost in this argument because it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not from the U.S. My family's from Scotland, from Ireland, from Canada, from all over. I mean, where are you, is your descendant? Yeah, Irish, German, Czech, you know, a whole mix. So... Sure. Or immigrants. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Going, I guess, back to Chile, I mean, this immigration problem in the U.S. has been going on forever. Here, it's a more recent topic because Chile is a very isolated country. I mean, it's surrounded by the coast. It's long. It has the mountains. It's pretty like its own, its own thing. And then, you know, in the past five or so years, they've had such a boom in immigration. And it's almost like they don't have the infrastructure for it because they weren't used to having people that wanted to come live in their country. And you experience that, and I am today with the visa process. I mean, they have way too many people to process. You can tell they're just completely overwhelmed with the number of people coming in. Like you said, there's not a, there's not a history, there's not an infrastructure for it. And even with students I've talked to, they've said, yeah, in the last five years, you see a lot more diversity than you ever saw before. Yeah, it's a newer thing. It's really interesting to see how it's affecting the culture, affecting the infrastructure, really affecting everything. I've experienced that when I've talked to students because I teach a lot of students from different countries and in the countries they're from, it's neighboring countries, they say, you know, we have populations that are pretty diverse. And so people, you know, with darker skin is normal. Like you go to Brazil, you go to Colombia, you're going to see that. Where here, there was a big increase in Haitian immigration and there was a lot of discrimination. You could see that this was just, they weren't used to kind of these mixed cultures and mixed races where in the U.S. completely common and in most other countries. But in any case, it, it causes a problem, uh, a lot of complications for the government and it's very noticeable. There's always super long lines. The waiting processes for visas are very complicated, very long. I mean, you hear about people who apply for a visa and don't get anything back for almost a year. So the waiting time of a year for a visa is just ridiculous. And I get it. I'm sure it's it's hard for a country that doesn't have that infrastructure, that that history, to be able to, to handle this, this uh, inundation of immigrants. I'm sure it's very hard for the government, but it, it's also hard as an immigrant to, to be living here and not really know what your status is or know exactly what to do or how long the process is going to take. So it's complicated on both sides. And I don't know, what, what, what have you seen about the, the visa process here? What's your experience? Yeah, I think the visa process sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, dreadful when you go online to look up how to get a visa. It's like, wait seven hours in line at the PDI just to get this document to then go to the civil registrar to get this document and then wait a year. Like right now I'm in Tramate, so I'm applying for my definitive residency 
and I applied in March and no email, no, no recognition that I'm like going to hopefully get a visa or when, like you said, it's kind of scary because I'm living here and technically have an expired carnetha, which uh, I can't really do much with. You know, if I wanted to open up a new bank account, if I wanted to move and get a new apartment, I technically couldn't with my expired route. And I think that's the case for a lot of immigrants here, a lot of foreigners. Yeah, a lot of people feel like they're in a legal limbo is a good way to put it, I guess. You don't really know exactly what, what status you have or what's going to happen even in the future with, with that visa. So, yeah, it's a very uncomfortable, kind of vulnerable feeling. The good thing about... Chile and why I decided to move here was it is easy to get a visa. It's just takes a while. Like I think in a lot of other countries you need like endless documents and they're really strict and you know, but here like it like once you apply, it's just the waiting and like the getting the forms, but you generally will get a visa. So like it is it is open. Like I'm not worried that I won't get a visa. It's just the headache of, oh, I have to wait six hours in the PDI to get one form, and then the next day wait seven hours in this line. Sure, and even more complicated than that, you worry about what happens if I lose my ID, what happens if I lose my debit card, or anything else that you can only get if you have that visa status, and. Yeah, it's scary to think if I lose my debit card and I'm waiting maybe up to a year to get a visa, I can't get another card. I can't get another ID. Yeah. These are obviously really essential parts of, uh, of living. So Absolutely. It's interesting. I get a lot of students that ask me, oh, what is the visa process like in the U.S.? And I'm like, I'm a citizen. I've never had to do it. So I think it's probably... Hard, I would assume with the current administration, it's, they're probably been pretty strict, but I really don't know. Yeah, I honestly can't, can't speak to it that well either. I, I have heard from people who have applied that it's, you know, it's a lot of documents, it's a lot of gatherings, stuff, but here, like I said, it's, you know, a lot of waiting in line and a lot of waiting for answers, but like, you will get a visa most likely. <laughs> right you won't get like rejected. But yeah, so I am still in Tramite. Hopefully next time you hear me, I will not be. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, again, as always, if you get lost, check out that transcript and vocabulary guide. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.co. Thanks for listening.